Welcome back to Sports Headlines. If you're new to the channel, make sure you smash that like button, hit the post notification bell, and subscribe. And this isn't like my video or more podcast episode I recorded earlier, which is a podcast exclusive. Make sure you check that out. We're going to talk about that in this episode. This is YouTube and podcast. So if you're listening to us on podcast on your way to work, the store, wherever you, you're listening to, make sure you, you can listen to us on Spotify, anchor.fm slash sports headlines, uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and I think I already said Spotify, so if I did say Spotify, Breaker. All right, and you can follow us on Twitter at sports headlines 8 for Kobe and on IG at sports underscore headlines 4. With that being said, let's get to the episode. This has been a long time coming. Uh, we haven't done a uh, real episode of Sports Headlines in a while. The ones we posted have been throwback episodes, but this is a legit episode. We're very excited to show it to you guys. So, Warner, I, I want to say welcome back. I don't even know what to say, so I'm just going to let you talk for a second. I mean, it's great. It's, it's nice to be back uh, recording with another person. Uh, we've been recording on our own. Uh, for a little bit so you know we can't be in person with each other but um it's it's nice to see another face even social distancing what you say social distancing it's a thing yep yep it is all right so let's get into these topics a couple of juicy topics for you guys so we're gonna start off with some mlb headlines so tampa bay Rays uh ace blake snell on his twitch stream last night when he was asked a by the way let's play mlb the show he should they have been playing with anybody outside the race, or we were all going to think, oh, he wants to be traded there because the media works like that. Anyway, he says he will not play this season for a reduced salary, especially because the risk of contracting the coronavirus is just not worth it. He says, since y'all got to understand, man, for me to go, for me to take a pay cut is not happening because the risk is through the roof. It's a shorter season, less pay. No, I got to get my money. I'm not playing unless I get mine, okay? And that's just the way it is for me. Like I'm saying, like I'm sorry you guys think different, differently, but the way is the higher, uh, yeah. Yeah, so basically what it's saying is the MLB already, um, since this expect, like they play 81 games this season, the players' play are going to be cut in half. And they're already asking players to, they're already taking a cut out of players' pay, which, well, they're asking anyway. So like, like you know, uh, explains in his church stream, like they take 33% of my 50, says I'm at like 25% now, which that's terrible math, Blake Snell, but whatever. He said, I'm already at like 25% that you got to take out taxes. So a guy who gets played a, a whole lot of money is making a salary that a regular person will make, which is not fair. Warner, and then, and then Bryce Harper says, somebody had to say it. Warner, do you have a problem with Blake Snell or Bryce Harper's comments? Well, here's the thing. Um, I have a small problem with it only because I, I can see where they're coming from. Um, Blake Snell won a Cy Young Award. He was making under a million dollars doing it. And, um, you know, a million dollars is a lot still in, in today's world. But these guys are pro athletes. They've grinded since really elementary school. They even kindergarten or preschool to get this high. And they, Bryce Harper's won an MVP. Snell's won a Cy Young. Um, if you all don't know, I've, I think Bryce Harper is um, slightly overrated. I think he's a really good player. He's a good guy. But um, I think the way he's paid, same with Manny Machado, does not, is, is not uh, measurable to the way he's produced. 
especially the past few years. Now, if he's producing MVP level, um, that's a different question. And Blake Snell's one of the top pitchers in the game right now. But here's the thing. Blake Snell's making $50 million over the next five years. Bryce Harper's making $330 million over the next 13 years. These guys, these guys really, even if they get cut, they're still, they're still going to make above. Yeah. yeah, They're, they're going to make above the average American salary. And so I really, I have a small problem with it. Um, you know, again, I see where they're coming from. They have a point, but you're only playing 81 games. And I understand the coronavirus is, is a big thing and it, it is a risk, but at the same time, full salary is, I feel like they're being a little bit selfish. Sorry. Uh, my, my mic went out for a second. I had a little Max Kellerman, uh, <laughs> I could tell. um, but I think the people are really having a problem with this, uh, situation are the working class Americans. Well, if you look at it from their perspective, Bryce now this year is expected to make $7 million. So if you say, hey, Bryce, we're going to take half your salary. Okay, 3.5 mil for a Cy Young candidate. I mean, just look at Clay and Kershaw's salary, for example, just to put it on a spectrum. And then you say, okay, out of that 50%, we're going to take 33%. That's what's 33 of 3.5. Uh, looking at maybe one point. Two and a half, something like that. Uh, eh, 1.19, something like that. So now you're saying, okay, you get paid $1.19 million. And then there's taxes. So now that gets cut probably in half a, thir- a fourth time. So now he's looking at... Taxes, taxes um, well, they do impact... With, when you're making this much money, um, it's, it's, a, it's a big thing, but it's not quite as big as I think uh, people are making it out to be. Okay, that's fair. But still, we are talking about a person. And, and he makes a valid point. Like, he's going to go out there and, and he, he literally says, I'm going out there to risk my life. So I'm, I need to get my money or I'm not playing. Bryce shouldn't say a dang word. Okay, you're getting paid $335 freaking million dollars right now. And, and remember, remember, the Phillies don't have an opt-out. Bryce Harper has an opt-out. Right, and you're slightly overpaid, slightly overpaid and overrated. So you need to shut up. Blake Snell has the right to uh, be frustrated or I have a problem with this because after all the uh, pay cuts, he's the one between those two because he's the only two I've spoken out about this. These are only two. Uh, those two players, he's someone who's going to see the most pay reduction. So Bryce Harper needs to shut up. But Blake Stout has an absolutely correct point, and I have no problem whatsoever with what Bryce Harper, with, excuse me, what Blake Snell said. Um, here's just um, some reference. If if you're single, um, and you make over five hundred thousand dollars, you get taxed at thirty seven percent of your income. If, right. if you make over how much? 500000 So both of these guys. Okay. If you're married, 37% jumps up to 600000 So both of these guys are going to be getting taxed at a 37% rate. So if they're losing half of their salary, salary at first, let's say, you know, Blake Snell's on average. Now, I know he's not getting paid this much on a year, but on average, he's getting paid $10 million a year, right? So you take that in half, that's five, $5 million. And um, if you if you take taxes out of that, 
you're still making uh you're still making a good chunk of money you're making what three three point one three point two million dollars that's nothing to slouch on now it may not be paying scion caliber pitchers but when when there's so many um when there's so many people that need uh monetary help right now whether it's um you know food stamps or or any other kind of government assist uh, uh, assistance for pay it's kind of selfish of you when you're making 3.1 3.2 million dollars with a pay reduction like after your pay reductions to be complaining about oh i'm not making enough i think your argument is fair if he doesn't if he doesn't if he doesn't talk about the risks the risk that he's taking i think your argument is completely fair but what what he goes more into detail about like i said he's talking about I'm putting my life on the line to play. So I think in his example, it's only fair that he gets his money and that's what he says. So from that point of view, I think he has a point. If he doesn't say anything about that, I think you're a thousand percent correct. But for his point, uh, for the point he's making, I think it's fair. It really, it just depends on um, what perspective you're looking at it from. All right, moving right along. So for our next topic, if you haven't listened to our podcast, I really encourage you to do so because this next next topic is about our podcast. So the Spotify and Apple podcast link will be in the description down below. And you can also go to us on anchor.fm slash sports headlines, the easiest way to make a podcast. The podcast is sponsored by Anchor, not this episode, sadly, on YouTube. Anchor, sponsor us. Now I've said that. I regret it. Okay, so on our podcast today, I did a little quick episode. So I talked about, I gave you all my top five quarterbacks. I'm going to read it off to you guys really quick. Five, Tom Brady. Four, Aaron Rodgers. Three, Drew Brees. Two, Russell Wilson. And number one, Patrick Lay Mahomes. Warner, I see you're hating me right now. Um, what's your reaction to my top five? What, what's your biggest problem? Seems like you have a whole bunch of problems. I'm, I'm telling you, um... When you, when you texted me that, that you made the episode and those were your top five, I thought you were joking at first. And I had to actually go listen to it on Spotify to find out that you were dead serious and you actually have Tom Brady in your top five, which is one problem. My second problem is Aaron Rodgers is not a, the number four quarterback in the league. Now, I can see why you put Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes in front of him. But let me, let me, break, let me break down – my top five for you, all right? Instead of Tom Brady, I've got um, Drew Brees or Lamar Jackson, one of those two. Um, I don't think Jackson is quite a good enough passer yet. Um, he doesn't quite have arm strength or the processing skills, reading coverages, knowing his reads, uh, and knowing how to go about them uh, yet. Although he is, you know, he was the MVP. The Ravens did have an elite offense, and he was running that offense. So you got to give him credit there. But I, I also have Drew Brees. I don't think he's completely fallen off yet. He had a shortened season, still put up good numbers, and I see the Saints being competitive yet again this year. Um, number four, the man with no help and Bill O'Brien as his coach, Deshaun Watson. Man, I feel bad for the guy. Um, coming out of Clemson, he was a really great prospect, just won a national championship, and has really – 
really got, given the Texans the AFC South. Um, it feels weird to say that, but the he, the Texans have been a, a way more successful team with him at the helm instead of any other quarterback, Brock Osweiler, um, in the past. Even with DeAndre Hopkins gone and David Johnson in, I still believe that um, Deshaun Watson is a top five quarterback uh, with the arm talent and the leg talent as well. Quickly, what's and your number three? My number three, and um, this is one reason why Drew Brees is number five and Tom Brady's not even in this list, is Aaron Rodgers, and that's because of age. It's cashing up to the man. Uh, he's getting up there in age. He doesn't quite have the elusiveness and maneuverability as he used to with his legs. And also his, you did see him overthrow a lot of balls last year. Now he's made, he made still some spectacular throws that only him and maybe Wilson and Mahomes can make, which lead me into the top two. I have Russell Wilson, number two, and Patrick Mahomes, number one. Um, That's pretty self-evident. Well, Russell Wilson's really been one of the most underrated guys for forever. Everybody has him. Oh, he's top five. Oh, he's top three. You, you, but he hasn't even received anything. The, the thing that motivated me to do that video, so I, I woke up again on Twitter this morning, and I saw Russell Wilson has never, never, from a reliable source, never gotten an ace. Not once. NB. Not once. That is absolutely ridiculous. He's, um, he's the, one of the most disrespected players in the league for, by, yeah. by far. And, and I know you've seen the rumors about uh, Russ possibly going to the Browns. I'll, I don't know who's the biggest. I don't, I don't know who's the bigger idiot in that trade. Um, probably the Seahawks. Um, all right, now to address your comments about my great list. Okay. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me say one more thing. Tom Brady. One, two, three, four, five, six. Is seven, gonna, oh, no, no, never mind. Tom. Tom Brady. Is still in my top ten, but let me give you a little little hint. He's number nine. Um, I have Carson Wentz, Dak Prescott, and Lamar Jackson ahead of him. Um, I believe at this point, it, at, not, okay, at, you, you have oh, you have a not real quarterback. That's not even a proper sentence, but you know what I'm saying. You have Mister Can't Stay Healthy. And you have Dak Prescott above of Tom. Lamar Jackson, you calling Lamar Jackson a fake quarterback? I love. I, I'm not. I'm not one of the ones that hate on Lamar, but I need to see more from Mr. Passer, which you said you listened to the whole podcast. I even explained why he's hey, in the hey. top five. That's not bad for running back. <laughs> Big try. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, you have Lamar can't stay healthy. And Dak above a Brady? Come on now. Yes, and yeah, now listen, listen. This this is not an achievement award. Tom Brady is still a top ten quarterback. He can still go win you some games, win a Super Bowl, but he's not going to be the difference between winning or losing. Aaron Rodgers is not the difference. Now here, here here's the thing. You like to call Aaron Rodgers a game manager. Because that's he, what he played like this year. He did he did play like a game manager, but how are you gonna say Tom Brady didn't? And that's enough and that's what I was about to get into. You're telling me now if Brady absolutely flunks this year with Mike Evans, top five receiver, Chris Godwin, a very underrated receiver, that tight end core, Bruce freaking Arians, 
and he flunks in a revamped offensive line. Well, hold on, what do you what do you consider a flunk though? You think like an awful year, like like he's not going to do that though because he's got too many weapons. Uh, uh, he has like a year he had last year. Like 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 if you look at it, was a terrible year, but you could tell like something wasn't right. So if he has that year that he had last year, this year I will shut up about Brady. I will. But he had Julian Edelman, who's not the same. And besides Edelman, no wide receivers. Sony Michelle, like I said in the podcast, is inconsistent at best. Okay? And, I mean, you, the band got to get some weapons. Now, Rodgers is different. He has a running game. He has an offensive line. And he has an elite wide receiver. In my opinion, the fourth best but, wide receiver in but, football. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. He does have that offensive line. He does have one good running back. And he does have the fourth best wide receiver in football. Name one what? of the things that Brady has. Offensive line? Who had, who had a better offensive line last year, Brady or Rodgers? Don't lie. The Packers still Rogers. had a better offensive line, but who won more games? Thank you. Okay, and then, like, back to my point, I'm, I'm going to finish it out here. Watson, I need to see more from him. I, I need to see – wait, wait, wait. I what, need Super Bowl? I need to I mean, see. he's not winning the Super Bowl anytime soon. He's on the Texans. I mean, hey, Bill O'Brien traded away DeAndre Hopkins for a bag of Skittles, and and, and not and not the regular size ones that they fill the whole bag up. They, he traded for the king size where half the bag is empty. Hey, I'm gonna end it right there. Welcome back to Sports Headlines. On to our next topic is um, with. One of your favorite sports, basketball. I know you worked with with the the huge Big Red basketball team. I'm retiring um, over the season. Doing for uh, SH. But, but uh, you know, the NBA is one of the premier sports leagues in in America and in, and in the world as well. Sean, do you think that they should continue their season or resume their season this late into the spring and summer? Well. I'm going to look at it from a different perspective. I'm going to answer your question. Look at it why Chris Paul, LeBron, all the older but still relatively or definitely elite players are advocating to finish the season. Chris Paul, LeBron, the two, two of the most smartest players you are ever going to find. They know, especially LeBron, I'm running out of time to, to win. So LeBron's like – and there's no guarantee, you know, I think AD will be back. There's no guarantee AD's coming back. It's not, like, set in stone. I mean, if it was, if it was set in stone, he would be uh, – Extended, he would get – yeah, he would have had a contract extension. Right. Um, so, with that being said, it's kind of obvious why the older players want to, want to continue the season. And quite honestly, I think they should continue the season. And the reason why is the $1 billion question. The NBA will lose about $1 billion if he season, like from revenue TV deals and all that, it will lose about $1 billion if the NBA season were to be canceled. Now, the Adam Silver is not Roger Goodell. He, he, he's not money, 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 because this is Roger. Well, Adam Silver is really smart, actually. He's, he's probably the smartest commissioner of the big three sports. Right, because this is Roger Goodell. The, the NBA will be playing games tomorrow night. I guarantee it. Mm-hmm. Um, why, why do you think why the NFL came out with their schedules already? I, last time I checked, the MLB has it told us, hey, this is, and maybe it's because of the season is so far into the future. 
But still, I mean, they, they're saying, hey, September 13th, you go see the Cleveland Browns and the Bengals. I think that's what he's playing. No, that's week two. Um, but the point is, Roger Goodell is money, 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 money. Adam Silver is not all about the money, but it's $1 billion. So I think that's I, a lot of money. That's a lot of money for an athlete, too, not just an average person. So I think they should not cancel the season. And this is actually my proposition for them. I don't know how, like, the logistics of it, logistics of it will work. So let's say July 1st, Adam Silver says, or, or whenever the next meetings, Adam Silver comes and says, July 1st, the season will resume. You start with the playoffs. I think, I think at this point that's what's going to happen if it does resume. Forget the season. We're starting with the playoffs. Um, here's, the, here's the thing, though. Here's the question you got to ask. How's the seating going to work? Because, you know, I'm sure the NBA does not want the Lakers and the Clippers playing in the first round. They want them playing in the conference finals at least. I have two, I, I, I have two scenarios. Either but, one, but also, those bottom seeds are still fighting for a spot. I mean, there's no – it's not like all eight spots have been clinched. Like, True, but I, I, don't th- I don't think you can either – I don't think they can really care about that right now. Because if you, if you worry about that – then you then you're really putting the season in danger of being played again this season. So I, I don't think you can care about that. So here are my two scenarios. I'm gonna let you go. You go one one um the traditional playoffs like proceedings for both conferences, mm-hmm. but you like you go old school first round best of three, second round best of five, almost like an MLBS type of yeah, playoff. Yeah. So just shorten it a little bit, cut off a few games, shorten it a little bit. Conference finals and NBA finals. You go best of seven. The second one is what I really want. I think this is what everybody has been wanting for a really long time. You get the best eight teams in the entire NBA. Standing wise, so you look at the Bucks, the Lakers, uh, and Clip, obviously the Clippers, Celtics, Raptors, Nuggets. The best eight teams from both conferences, and you let them go. And then this way, you can go best of seven for each because it's only three rounds. And then this way, we can get an, an L.A. NBA Finals or, heck, a Celtics-Raptors Finals, which may be the most boring finals of all time, but so be it because we want Lakers-Clippers for the championship, mm-hmm. especially if this is 80s only here in L.A. Give us Lakers-Clippers. This is the best scenario, I think, for the NBA. And also, you can get the full amount of games, get the players' rust off of them, and you get the matchups that the people want to see quicker. That is true. I think that uh, scenario would, you know, disrupt kind of everything the NBA has tried to build with the East and West Conference. But um, that aside, here's what I'm saying. They, they're missing a whole lot of revenue, right? Billion dollars, as you said. This is why I don't quite think that it can logistically work you gotta have the players revamp i mean not all nba facilities are open new york's one of the baddest spots and they got two nba teams now the knicks in 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 the nets probably won't be making (laughs) they're still a team what what (laughs) they're they're probably not um Yeah, Eli Mann is the starting point guard. <laughs> wait, um, wait, Eli retired. They 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 signed somebody else. No, it's hey, he's called Danny Dimes for a reason. Poor poor uh, poor Dolan. 
Anyways, um, each NBA team has about eight preseason games. And I really don't think you can, you know, crunch those all together in a week and a half because you still need, you need travel time. And even if you were to base the finals in six different cities or whatever, you – I don't think it would logistically work for everybody to be revamped and, you know, to prevent injury but also to see you the best basketball played. Because a lot of these players don't have the indoor courts like LeBron would or maybe even Chris Paul would. Tatum. Tatum even Tatum came out and spoke to Rachel Nichols and said, Hey, I don't I don't have an indoor court. I have a close yeah. basketball sense. I mean and Demon and that, that's seen, a great point. You've seen Trey Young shoot balls of paper into a garbage can to stay stay to stay sharp. So I don't think it would logistically work. It it really shooting the basketball is not an easy thing. And uh, it takes a lot of precision to do so, and especially to be such a great shooter as Stephen Curry or Trey Young, or you know, even as good as LeBron. LeBron's not a slouch at, at behind the arc. It take it's going to take time for those players to get back in physical shape, um, with with their stamina and and their respiratory health. Mental shape too. But but all, too. mental shape, playoff shape, but also just with their shooting and their running and their jumping. When, when you haven't really been stimulating your muscles for a while, they, they begin to, you know, stiffen up, get a little bit weaker. And I'm not saying these players aren't working out, but they're not going through anything like an off-season training program or the NBA season. So just logistically, I think they're going to run out of time. I think the MLB is going to start. The MLB is going to have their half season and their playoffs. I think the NHL might end up starting up, but I don't think the NBA is going to have enough time unless you said they cut down the playoffs to, you know, eight, like the top four seeds from each conference or the top six seeds from each conference. Moving on now with the NFL's uh, having released their season schedule for the 2020-21 season. Sean, there's a lot of hype surrounding some of these games, um, a lot of storylines in the league. And most of those storylines involve quarterbacks as they're the most important offensive position, uh, one would argue. Sean, what quarterbacks under the most impre- uh, most pressure coming into this year? Um, all right, to answer your question, Warner. Answer your question, Warner. The biggest, the quarterback's under the most pressure this year is Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I, I knew. I went. I knew, I, I knew it was coming. Could have picked any other quarterback. There's 31 <laughs> other teams, and you had to go with Dwayne Haskins. But this is, second, this, is, this is the second time in this video, man. It's the second time. I went on record calling him the most talented quarterback ever. Actually, it's one of our videos. Click on our white icon up there. But. I mean, if you're the most talented quarterback of all time, you cannot have the season you had last year and play where you are a game manager. I don't want to hear any of the excuses that you are going to make for him, that anybody else is going to make for him, okay? Besides that three-week stretch during the season, he was an absolute game manager. Aaron Rodgers is under the most pressure this year, and in my opinion, is not all too close. What's the what's the amount of pressure that he's under? I mean, what what's if he doesn't achieve to this level, do you call it, do you call it a failed failed season or what? If he doesn't perform, Jordan Love. No, no, no. But 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 I mean, like, if the Packers don't win thirteen, games, him. 
They drafted him for the people wide receivers. They, they uh, I mean, we got AJ Dillon. Josiah DeGuerre, you see? Go Bear Cats. Who? <laughs> anyways. <laughs> anyways, um, I'm going to lose today than the Packers do on giving Aaron Rodgers weapons. Ah, dang. Well, then, um, you know, I can, see, I can see where you're coming from with that Aaron Rodgers thing. I think he is under uh, a good amount of pressure, not because they drafted Jordan Love, however. He's not they, – they're not. They're not going to be paying. The main reason why he's under pressure. They're not going to be paying Aaron Rodgers top-notch money for him to lose this position to a backup. Um, but I think the quarterback. You could. You could argue a few quarterbacks. You could argue Tom Brady. Um, you could argue. Shoot. You could argue Josh Allen. Um, you know, if if the Bills don't win that division, as weak as as it is, I mean, is Josh Allen a bust? Um, you could argue Ben Roethlisberger. He's coming back from a baseball elbow surgery. Um, and, you know, Pittsburgh, their defense really carried him last year. And if, if the offense can take that another step up. Anything like it was last year. Pittsburgh is winning the division. But, but here's the thing. If Big Ben is anything like he was two years ago before he got hurt. Because in the game he played, they if lost 33-3. to is anything like he was two years ago. 33-3. They, they got – their butts kicked in by the Patriots. You could say he's under, you could say Joe Burrow's under pressure because he went to the Bengals and the Bengals are trash. And you know Joe Burrow is supposed to be the savior, but if the Bengals go four and twelve, I mean, is is that a failed season from Joe Burrow? Is he not living up to the hype? Um, you could say Baker Mayfield's still under pressure. You could say Jimmy Garoppolo's under pressure. But here's the guy. If that, anybody's under pressure for Jimmy Garoppolo's Kyle Shanahan, go ahead. I, I can agree with you, and I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is actually under that much pressure because he is pretty much the definition of a game manager. When you have that kind of running game and that kind of coach scheming guys open, game manager. all you got to do is be accurate. He's not even an elite game manager. Like Alex Smith was an elite game manager. I'd say, I'd say he's a top-notch game manager. Not Tom Brady. Not Alex Smith, Kansas City, Kansas City Chiefs elite. No. True. Um but as as long as he knows how to throw a ball accurately 30 yards and less down the field, he's he's going to have a starting spot in the NFL. Um, I'd say that the person who was under the most pressure, the quarterback who was under the most pressure, is Phillip Rivers. No, I'm joking. It's not, it's not Phillip Rivers. Although I do think he's under pressure. Um, I know you're a Chargers guy. What high school hires a, a person a year in advance or possibly – who knows? Who knows? Um, <laughs> Justin Herbert, he could be under pressure for all I care. He might be a bust. We, nobody knows. Um, you could even say Mitchell Trubisky's under pressure. The, the, almost every quarterback has some amount of pressure on him, but I'd say the quarterback with the most amount of pressure coming into the season is your man, best QB in the NFC East, Dak Prescott. I think he's on the most pressure. He's got a stellar offensive line, although they did lose Travis Frederick. He's got a very good receiving core with Michael Gallup, CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper. And he's got two good running backs with Pollard and Zeke. And the defense, while they did lose pieces, linebacking core is legit. They got one good pass rusher, and they have a pretty solid secondary. They've got, they've got a pretty solid midline secondary. 
I think Dak Prescott's under the most pressure. The Cowboys really had a failure of a season last year. You let Carson Wentz with three toasters and a bag of cereal win the division. <laughs> That's his main weapon. <laughs> I mean, that that man, he, he, he carried the Eagles, and he's catching a lot of flack for that. Um, but I think he had less weapons than Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers combined. So um, if, if Dak Prescott wants his $40 million a year, which I don't think he's – he's worth that. I don't think he's worth 35 a year. Uh, I think Jared Goff got way overpaid and that should not be his, it it should be his asking price. But if Jerry Jones gives him that, he's not really a great negotiator um, in my belief. But if Dak Prescott does not perform the way he did last year from a statistic wise, from a stats wise, and the Cowboys don't win the division to make the playoffs or, or say have double digit wins, I think he's going to have a failure of a season, and and I'm not sure whether he's getting his forty million dollars or thirty five million dollars that he wants. Yeah, I agree. Um, I would argue that Carson's under more pressure because of the weapons they just gave him. I would argue that, but we don't have enough time for that. What weapons did they give him? Jalen Hurts at tight end? I mean, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> 